Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Scripture study. As you know, we are doing studies of things that I hear while I'm with the brethren and we go into scripture to find out the truth of, um, of what we hear taught in assemblies today. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of his Son, Yahusha. As we go through this study, we use the Scriptures 1998 translation. And we're currently looking at a topic having to do with um, faith without works is dead, being alone. So we've been studying that. It was a group in Tennessee that um, had been studying the book of James. And this these studies have been our way of taking a look at what those scriptures are actually saying. Some examples of what the difference is between flesh works and spiritual works is what we're going to look at a little bit today. I want you to turn to James chapter 2. James chapter 2 in the back of the book. Almost all the way in the back. You get to James. And chapter 2. Verse 26. Verse 26. Welcome anyone at Pal Talk that is in the room with us or that will be joining us. Uh, the name of the room has changed, and as I change it, as I'm led to change it, I will update you on what the names of the room is. But the room name has changed to Have You Been Deceived by the devil. James chapter 2 verse 26. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so also the belief is dead without the works. We see, and that's what the verse is saying, 
just because you believe it isn't enough. You need to also do something because you believe. If you do not do anything, then you do not really believe. It is interesting that today, most of those TV preachers are full of baloney with all the stuff that they teach. But there is one preacher that he's got some truth that, that is very important. And that, of course, um, is, uh, I believe he's from England or Australia. He's been here a while. I think his name is Lyle or something like that. Leslie, that's his name, Leslie. Leslie something. And this morning, as I was changing channels, which is something I rarely do, <laughs> I happen to be changing channels. And lo and behold, he's talking about faith and works. And he says the truth about faith and works. You see, if you go to someone and you say, you know, you say you got faith, well, what works do you have? You know, because you're saying, I believe, you know, I believe, they say. Well, what, what works do you have? And, and of course, most... Uh, Christians will say that, uh, you know, oh, works doesn't save you. It doesn't matter about what we do. And so what caught my attention on, um, on uh, this man's talking was he says many, you know, people use um, grace as a, an ability to live whatever way you want to live after you believe. <laughs> so he said, he said, there's a lot of them that teach that. It doesn't matter what you do after you believe because of grace. Well, that's wrong. And then he went on to say that you do need works. And then he um, made sure that the people would listen to what he said. And he said, I am not saying that you work to get salvation. He said, no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is once you are saved, you will do works, you see. It isn't the works that save you, but once you're saved, you're going to be doing works. And he is exactly correct in his teaching on that particular subject. And that's what we're talking about here. Belief, having faith, if you don't have works, meaning spiritual works, Kingdom of heaven works. 
then your faith is dead. So works are a part of being a believer. Now, in our study today, we're going to look at something very important. And that is we must make sure we are doing works as believers. Absolutely. But the works we do as believers must be true works that the Father wants us to do. And that is the key. I just left a, a breakfast um, study. We have scripture studies at a local restaurant here every uh, Saturday morning. And, uh, you know, we, we study the scriptures and, and we're in Mark chapter 2. And it's a good group of people, probably about 10 or so in a restaurant, <laughs> you know, that's, that's a pretty big size group of people doing a study, you know, scriptures. And, um, and the thing is that in Florida, where I am, it's um, sometimes in the winter, rare occasions, and this is one of those rare occasions, it gets really cold. And Tonight, it's supposed to get really, really cold, you know, down, will feel like in the 20s or so. And we have a lot of homeless people in Florida because Florida's warm most of the time. And so this group that I study with are really concerned about the homeless. You've got all kinds of homeless people, whether they're single people or families. And, and so what they were talking about was getting ready during, you know, the, we were studying the scriptures and, and they were studying most of them, you know, reading the scriptures, but you could tell that they really weren't there, meaning mentally, you know, they weren't, they weren't really listening. And that's why the father really didn't have me say too much. Sometimes he has me say a lot of stuff, but this morning it wasn't a whole lot of stuff. It was a little here and there as he directed me, uh, speaking with the pastor who's actually doing the study. And as soon as we finished reading the chapter, instead of talking about, you know, because the pastor says anybody got any comments or ideas or thoughts on, on, you know, chapter two, no one said anything. And immediately they're talking about what they have to do to prepare for their tent city tonight for the homeless to make sure that they are warm, they have place to sleep, they have food. You see, there's nothing wrong with taking care of 
the homeless, but is taking care of the homeless a spiritual work? No, it's not. Nowhere, nowhere in scripture does it say that that is one of the things that the Savior did. He did not go around giving people shelter, a place to stay. In fact, he told people, I'm homeless. If you want to follow me, understand I'm homeless. You see. So he didn't show you or me in the scriptures to, you know, go and provide for the homeless. And so that is an example of real spiritual work, which would be studying the scriptures as we were doing. <laughs> and most of their minds were on the homeless and what, what they had to do. And so they weren't paying, paying attention to the spiritual works and their mind was dwelling on flesh works. So the works that we must do, the true works, is going to be the works the Father wants us to do. And how do we know? Well, Yahusha will have done it. It's pretty simple. He showed us the true works. So we're going to look at, you know, that's just an example, um, the today with that group. But today in our study, we're going to look at a question. How do we know what we are doing is what the Father wants? And of course, didn't I just give you the answer to that question? By looking to the shepherd. Yahusha, who was on earth showing us what the Father wanted. Whether you like to hear it or not, that is what we're supposed to be doing. What he showed us to do. Not what you think you should be doing. So, I want us to take a look at some of the stuff that Yahusha did. You got to go back to the book of John. In, you know, in the beginning of the New Testament there, the book of John, chapter 5. So let's look at that. And this study may be difficult for some believers to accept, but it is the truth. It is what's written, whether you like it or not. So... Chapter 5, verse 36. And it says, But I have a greater witness than that of Johannan or John the Baptist. For the works that the Father gave me to accomplish, the works that I do, bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. So, you see, Yahushua is telling us that he had specific things that he was supposed to do 
And that was the reason why the father sent him. So that we could know what the father wants us to do. Because obviously Yahushua isn't walking the earth today. And so we can't go and follow him and see what works he's doing. And I can tell you, there probably would be a lot of believers that if Yahushua was walking the earth, like in those days, 2000 years ago, that they would reject him because he's not doing what the church pagan word tells us to do. My pastor tells me to do what I learned religiously. My denomination told me to do. He's not doing that stuff. So I'm not going to listen to him. See, just as they did back 2000 years ago, the Pharisees who had traditions of men that made void the words of Torah, the words of Elohim, the words of Moses. And guess what? They said the same thing. So, you see, Yahushua was sent so we would have an example. In this verse, another thing it tells us is that the work we do for the kingdom of heaven, so the work that you're doing, the, the true work now for the kingdom of heaven is a witness that we are doing the will of the Father. That's right. So if you're doing the true works of the kingdom, then it's, then it's a witness for the Father that you're working for him, that he has sent you. His, you are doing his job here on earth. So the works we do have to be what the Father wants us to do. Let's go to chapter 10 here in the book of Johanan or John. So go to chapter 10. And let's take a look. Let's read verse 25. And it says, Yahushua answered them, I have told you, because they asked him, tell us that you're the Messiah, tell us plainly. And his answer was, Yahushua answered them, I have told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness concerning me. But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep, as I said to you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. 
Yahushua's works is his witness because they wanted him to say it plain and he's doing works, showing them through his works that he's what they're saying. Are you the Messiah? Well, he's doing the works. And that's his witness. And then he goes on to say, and if you believe that he is the Messiah, then you will be able to hear him. You'll be able to see the works and put it together with him being the Messiah. And guess what? What's the next part after that? And you will follow him. So you'll be doing what he did because he's our example. Let's go to Matthew. So that's why he came to the earth as an example. So that you and me would know what is the father requires us to do, what he expects us to do, what he wants us to do. And we will not be confused. You won't have to ask, does the father want me to provide, you know, shelter for the homeless when it's cold? You'll be able to find out because scripture answers those questions. You follow in the footsteps of Yahusha. So now go to the gift of Yah, or as many say, Matthew chapter 10. And I want you to pick it up and read with me chapter 10, verse 20. For it is not you who speak, but the spirit of your father speaking in you. So when you're doing the works that you're supposed to be doing, one of the things that happens is when you're, you're teaching or doing things or talking to people, it isn't you that's speaking, but it's the spirit of the father which is speaking through you. So the spirit is telling your spirit what to say. And you, you human, your human voice says what the spirit is leading you to say. So that's one of the things that happens. The spirit leads you. And let's go over two, two chapters to chapter 12. And look at verse 28 with me. So we're looking at how do we know? Well, the Spirit's going to be speaking through you. 28 says, But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of Elohim, then the reign of Elohim has come unto you. So here you go. What else did he do? Yahushua cast out demons. How did he cast them out? Did he use his humanness to cast them out? No, he cast out demons through the spirit of Elohim, the spirit of the father. That's right. So as a believer, you will have the spirit with you. Mark 
chapter 2, Mark chapter 2, which is funny, I, um, we were just studying that today. Mark chapter 2, let's look at verse 8, and it says, And immediately Yahushua, knowing in his spirit that they were reasoning that way within themselves, said to them, why do you reason about all this in your hearts? So through the spirit, you can, you can, it's, you're able to, can, know what others are thinking, what they're, how they're perceiving things. That's right. See, this said through his spirit. Now, how did he do it through his, well, he had a spirit. But that's not the Father's spirit. The Father's spirit was telling his spirit what he needed to know. So, so that's another thing, another way of knowing that you're on the right path is that you're able to hear the voice of the spirit. Now, Luke chapter 4. Let's go there. Luke chapter 4. And let's go to verse 18. And it says, The Spirit of Yahuwah is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring the good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim release to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to send away crushed ones with a release to proclaim the acceptable year of Yahuwah. So this is what these are works. This is what Yahusha was doing. The spirit causes you to bring good news, to tell the good news, to preach the good news. The spirit heals the brokenhearted. The Spirit proclaims release from captivity. The Spirit recovers sight to the blind and freedom for those that are crushed. That's what it's saying. And remember, today we're learning the difference between spiritual works and flesh works. As we can see, all these works are connected to the spirit of Yahuwah. And of course, the master Yahusha did other supernatural acts, including feeding the multitudes. All of his works were supernatural and not done carnally with human power. Now, did the master teach us there is a difference between works for the kingdom and works for the carnal man? Oh, absolutely, yes. And it is a very important lesson. And most believers today, unfortunately, don't know it and aren't taught that lesson. I want us to go to... Um, Matthew, the gift of Yah, chapter 25. 
And let's read verse 26. So go to 25. Let's read verse 26. And it says, And his master answering said to him, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. The shepherd says to this servant, when he returns to gather the sheep, he will accept them only See, he didn't accept his servant. Only if they have done works for the kingdom. In this verse, it talks about giving clothes to those without clothes. It tells us about visiting the sick. Well, that verse does. Let's go to the next verse. And I want us to look, I should have said um, 36. When I was naked and you clothed me, I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. It tells us about visiting the sick. It tells us about giving clothes to those that don't have clothes. It tells us if someone is in prison, you go to them. That's what this verse is saying. Since he is our example, let us see if he did these flesh works. You know, if he did this stuff in the flesh, because, you know, there's clothes. Somebody's naked. Did you give him some clothes to wear? You know, somebody's um, sick and you go visit them. Somebody's in prison and you go to them. You see, you could do that in the flesh. No, of course you can. But let's take a look. And the first one we're going to take a look at is the naked person. So let's go to Luke chapter 8. Let's go to Luke chapter 8. And in Luke chapter 8, I want us to go to verse 27. And it says, and as he went out onto the land, he was met by a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time. And he wore no garments, naked. And he was not living in a house, but in the tombs. And when he saw Yahusha, he cried out, fell down before him and with a loud voice said, what have I to do with you, Yahusha, son of the most high Elohim? I beg you, do not torture me. We see this man was naked. Yeah. When Yahusha came upon him, 
So I want us to see, because those verses back there said, when I was naked, you gave me some clothes. You see? That's what the verses said. So I want us to see when Yahushua came upon him, he saw that he was naked. Did Yahushua take off his own coat and give him clothes to wear when he saw him? Did his naked flesh matter at all? No, not at all. But what did matter was the problem he had with demons, this certain man. So guess what? He didn't say, Yahusha did not say to this man when he saw that he was naked, let's take care of your flesh needs and then we will help you spiritually. No, he, he did not do that. What did he do? Well, the first, what he did was this in verse 30. So the demon possessed person is naked and says to him these things. And Yahusha asked him saying, what is your name? And he said, uh, no, 29 tells us, for he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. So it wasn't his nakedness, his flesh nakedness that Yahusha was concerned with. It was the condition of the man's soul. He was possessed. His body was possessed, so his soul had lost its ability to control his flesh body. So that's why he was um, walking around naked and living in graveyards. So there you go, naked man, no clothes given to him, spiritual work get the man fixed he can put on his own clothes in other words and of course if you read the story that's exactly what would what happened <laughs> after her the demon was gone and everything occurred the man had clothes on of course he did because he would wear clothes that's natural and normal you understand so let's look at another example this time having to do with the sick. So we read there in Matthew that, you know, that if someone's sick, you're supposed to visit them. Well, I want you to look at um, the book of John, Johannan chapter 11 with me. Turn there. And I want you to go with me to verse 6. Let's read verse 5 so you know who it is. Now, Yahushua loved Martha and her sister and Eleazar. Therefore, when he heard that he was sick, so Eleazar was sick, or Lazarus is the way we say it sometimes. Then indeed, so he'd been told, Eleazar is sick. Then indeed, he stayed at the place where he was two more days. You see, and it wasn't just a little sickness. It was a really bad sickness. The body can heal a lot of sicknesses, but some it cannot. 
But did he go visit Eleazar while he was sick? As that says in Matthew, the gift of Yah. You know, when he returns, one of the things is, when I was sick, you visited me. You see, so you're supposed to go visit flesh sick people <laughs> and that spiritual work? Well, not according to this. His friend was sick, but he waited two more days. That's right, he waited two more days. And what happened in those two days? He died. His friend died. That's how sick he was. Yahushua wasn't concerned with Eliza's flesh body or him being sick. But he tells us what is important in verse 15. Let's read it. Go down to verse 15. And it says, and for your sake, which was his disciples, I am glad I was not there when Elazar died. In order, now what was the reason he didn't go? In order for you to believe. It's the spiritual work. But let us go to him. So you see, he's dead, and he didn't go visit him, and he waited, and he died, and now they're going to go visit their spiritual work to do. See, going to visit the sick just because they're sick is not a spiritual work in and of itself. You understand? The Savior didn't show you that it was. When people were sick, they would come to him. He never went to anyone. He knew all people. He knew people were sick. He didn't go to them. They came to him. And in rare cases, someone asked him to go to someone. You see? So... Visiting flesh sick people is not a spiritual work, but what did he do when he visited the sick and went to them and saw them or they came to him? He healed them. That's a spiritual work, healing, in other words. So in 15, he was going to help Eliezer so his disciples would believe. Now, they'd been with him for a while, and they still had trouble believing. Interesting, isn't it? Let's go to back to the gift of Yah, or Matthew, as you call it. And I want you to pick it up with me in verse uh, chapter 4. I want you to look with me. Um, now, this is an interesting one. And this is, so we saw naked, we saw sick, and now here's the next one. When I was in prison, you came to me. So is this talking about having a prison ministry? <laughs> Let's find out. So, verse 12 says, 
And Yahusha, having heard that Yohanan had been put in prison, withdrew into Galilee. So we see that the master knew John the Baptist had been put in prison. That's what it's letting us know. Now, what did it say when he knew he'd been put in prison? Did it, did it say he went to visit John? Went where John was? You know, came to John? Like people think those flesh things are saying? No. <laughs> in fact, he went the opposite direction. He went away. <laughs> he did not go where John was. And Johannan or John was so confused at not at being in prison, and people don't see that either, that he sent his disciples to Yahusha to remind him <laughs> Johannan sent his disciples to Yahusha to remind him that he was in prison. He's still in prison. <laughs> Let's go to chapter 11. You'll see that. So chapter 11, I want you to read with me verse 2 so you understand, beginning in verse 2. And when Johannan had heard in the prison of the works of Messiah, he sent two of his taught ones and said to him, now this was his question. This is a while later, by the way, from the baptism. And the father talking out of the clouds saying, this is my only begotten son in whom I'm well pleased. <laughs> and he says, uh, he sends his disciples and, uh, to him and he said to ask, to have his disciples ask Yahusha, are you the coming one? Are you the Messiah we're waiting for? Or do we look for another? <laughs> so, so, so he was in prison. Yahusha didn't go visit him. And he sends his disciples to go talk to Yahusha and say, hey, I'm in prison. Uh, are you the right guy? Or is there somebody else coming after you? And Yahusha answering, because they went to um, Yahusha and said, the disciples of Yohanan did, and, and said, you know, John wants to know. <laughs> and he said, this is what he said, okay? And said to him, and Yahusha answering, verse 4, said to them, this is all he said, Go report to Yohanan what you hear and see. Blind receive sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and poor are brought the good news. Interesting, isn't it? Yohanan sent his disciples to Yahusha while in prison and asked, asked him, uh, you know, are you the Messiah? 
Yahusha did not go to visit Yohanan in prison. So, yeah. So, Yohanan's, you know, saying, I'm here, I'm here, you know. But Yahusha, in case, you know, he didn't know he was in prison, Yahusha didn't go. Didn't say anything. Didn't say, oh, poor him. Didn't say, oh, we'll get him out. He didn't say, you know, let's break him out. He didn't say, I'm going to come visit him. He didn't say any of that stuff. What he said to them, the disciples listening and returning back to John, was listen to what I'm saying and let's see what I'm doing and tell them. And that's it. So go tell him, you know, what you see and hear. As we see in these three examples, the naked, no, didn't give him any clothes. The sick, no, waited till he died. The one in prison, no, didn't go to him. And those are all flesh things. You understand? And everything that the shepherd did was not flesh work but spiritual work. So in chapter 25, when he says they were rejected, that's right, chapter 25, when he says, I'm rejecting you because you didn't give clothes to the naked, you didn't visit the sick, you didn't go to those that were in prison. He is talking spiritual works not flesh actions. Flesh actions have nothing to do with nothing. So, did Yahusha go to visit people in prison at some point? Yes, he did. When did Yahusha actually go and visit people in prison? See the difference between spiritual works and flesh works. He went to those that had died and were being held in Sheol when he died on Passover. When he became the lamb slain, where did he go when he died? He went to Sheol. Some call it hell. And Sheol, if you look up the Hebrew word, is the prison where spirits are held after the human body dies. They are quite awake. And I want us to see that. So did he go visit people in, in spirit in prison? Absolutely. But not human prison. Not, you know, carnal prison. Let's go to First Kepha, or Peter, if that's the way you say the word, which is an insult to the apostle uh, Simone or Kepha, chapter 3, First Kepha, chapter 3, let's look at verse 18. Because even Messiah once suffered for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you and me to Elohim, having been put to death indeed in flesh, absolutely, but made alive in the spirit. So yeah, he died in the flesh, but he was made, he was brought back from death. He was made alive 
spiritually. Absolutely. In which also he went and proclaimed unto the spirits in prison. That's right. So once he died, he went to Sheol. And that's what it's showing us. So after he died, he went to proclaim the good news to those in Sheol. One person that was waiting in Sheol when Yahusha died 2,000 years ago, we know him as King David. And, and David had been given a prophecy by Elohim that one day he would be, he would get out of Sheol when he died and he would hear the good news. I want you to go with me to Acts, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 2. Okay, and let's look at verse 26. You know, this is truth. This is why we study the scriptures. Because it doesn't matter what they teach you in your assemblies or your pastors or whatever they call themselves. It matters what scripture says. So Acts chapter 2, and I want us to look at verse 25. For David says concerning him, I saw Yahuwah before me continually, because he is at my right hand, in order that I should not be shaken. For this reason, my heart rejoiced, and my tongue was glad, and now my flesh shall also rest in expectation he was going to have to wait for something after he died because and this is what he was waiting for you shall not leave my soul in the grave in sheol nor shall you give your kind one to see corruption meaning that his body's going to decay like our bodies decay. David knew he would be free from Sheol one day. That's right. He prophesied about it. We have learned there is a difference between spiritual work and flesh work. I hope that you have learned that there is a difference between spiritual work and flesh work. I want you to go to one more place with me so we can show you another thing that confirms about Yahusha going to those that had been dead and he brought them out of Sheol and freed them from that prison. Go to Gift of Yar or Matith Yahu or Matthew chapter 27 and 
verse 50 says, this is when he died, and Yahusha cried out again with a loud voice and gave up his spirit. And see, the veil of the dwelling place was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth was shaken, and the rocks were split. So the earth trembled. There was a separation now. The veil no longer um, was connected because it used to only be the high priest that was allowed to go inside the temple, the Holy of Holies. And that veil was rent because nobody else could even see inside there. But the veil was rent at the death of Yahusha so that that no longer was the case. Anybody could see inside. What was the next thing it said that happened at the same time at the death of the Savior? Do you think he was sleeping for three days? No, we just read it in Kepha. And then we read it in David in Acts. Now we're going to read where these people went that followed Yahusha out of Sheol. And 53 says, and coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the Setapot city and appeared to many. So guess what? People that had died walked around Jerusalem and let others see them that they had you know, and let them know the good news. They had been released from Sheol, where they had been placed when they died. Since none of us are able to go to hell, <laughs> that's for sure, and free anyone, we can when we die, we're not going to go to hell and you know, if we haven't made it, if we're not believers, and free anyone, you know, when we die, we're going to hell, and we're going to stay there if we're not on the right side. What is he telling us we need to do? What is he telling us we need to do? We're not going to be going to hell. So see, he did go visit those, went to those that were in prison, but it was spiritual prison, death prison, Sheol, the waiting place of those that have died. What is spiritual nakedness? Those that have the gift of faith, but no works. That's what spiritual nakedness is. What is spiritual sickness? Those that have the gift of faith, but follow traditions of men. What is spiritual bondage, which would be prison? This is where we come in. Those that have the gift of faith, but are locked up with a cult. So we can't actually go to literal Sheol and let people out. But what we can do is go to those that we know this is people we know that are in a cult and go to them and the father will use you as the spirit leads. 
These are spiritual works. So spiritual nakedness is someone that believes and doesn't do anything. You got no works. So are you spiritually naked? And if you do do works, do you know others that are spiritually naked and don't have any works and you don't provide clothes for them? You don't provide a way for them to get clothes. Spiritual sickness you see, people have false doctrines. They follow traditions of men. You help them out. You tell them truth. And spiritually locked up in a cult. So what spiritual works do you really have in the books written that will be opened? What spiritual works? Revelation 20 tells us, you will be judged according to your works. If your name is not written in the book of life, Revelation chapter 3 tells us, if you overcome, your name will not be blotted out of the book of life. So when do you think those that were given the gift of faith will have their names blotted out? Well, it's in Matthew 25, verse 41 and 46. The Savior has returned and he's separating the sheep from the goats. Those that have works, spiritual works, and those that don't. And those that don't have spiritual works, they're doing a bunch of other flesh things. He'll say to them, go away from me. Only those still written in the book of life at his return will receive eternal life. The others will have their names blotted out of the book of life. Will your name be blotted out of? the book of life with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.